0: This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. I'm riding on my bike. I'm going round the block. No, I can't cross the road. I'm not. I'm just riding on my bike. I'm going round the block. I'm checking out the dots. Barking as I pass them. I'm Barking back I laugh and I ride on on my bike. Good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Basko Users Group radio show for Monday the 5th of August. 2019, and uh, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. we a little show about cycling and related transport issues, broadcasting from the studios of 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of this land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now for the uh, previous hour of current affairs. My name's Chris, and on today's show. I'm going to be talking to Cormac from Extinction Rebellion, Moreland, about uh, the upcoming event they've got. It's Ride In to Die In on Saturday, the 17th of August. Plus, I've got a heap of news and events. And uh, if you go through the inner suburbs, you're probably familiar with the bike counter that's up at uh, Velo Cycles on uh, the intersection of uh, Nicholson Street and the Capital City Trail. And uh, they've had the best July since the bike counter was installed a few years back with a total of 77,408 uh, cyclists going past that counter. And that's beating last July's counter by just over 6,500. So basically, you know, winter, people are still powering on out there and uh, they're hoping to smash through the million rider count um, this year. So that, that'd be awesome if you, that happens. And also... Um, a little bit of uh, news and events from around the traps, is that from Boroondara um, Bicycle Users Group, uh, the city of Burundara have put in another bike repair stand and that is at... Uh, oh, it's all on the anniversary trial just off Gotham, Gotham Road near the public toilets. So if you've um, you're looking for somewhere that's got, you know, some... Let me think, a pump or some cone spanners or Phillips head or five mil. Put that uh, into your phone or whatever and just remember that there is another bike station out there. Moreland's got them. Derriban's got them. Derriban. um, Yarra doesn't have them. Tried a few years ago to get this idea up with council and was met with um, the response of uh, the bean counters aren't interested. Nevertheless, we perse- persevere. Now, another bit of news and events is that uh, you would be aware that the second part of the Copenhagen lanes for Wellington Street are going in, and Vic Roads are doing that at the moment at the, uh, along Wellington Street in Collingwood, and it'd be nice if extended over. But you know, again. Pregnant pause. Yes, you know, it's kind of like one step forward, two steps back, but you look, at least we're getting them on. This is going to be from Gipps to Johnson Street and we'll go from Victoria Parade down to Gipps. Now, uh, interesting bit of news was that... Uh how could I say the News Limited style guide when it comes to talking about uh, cycling related issues are on again about South Bank. And uh, there's, you, know, you might have heard a couple of last few months, there's a plan on to get riders down onto Linithco and go a bit further south than along the front of the designated capital city trail along South Bank and Yesterday in the smaller paper and channel Seven, they were kind of um, you know cyclists banned and all the rest of it and I said as the as their style guide uh, kicks off to talk about um, things that uh, their journalists probably have no idea about. and you know speeding cyclists we be forced to hit the brakes in extensive overhaul of South Bank which will extend the promenade to the Yarra River's edge and. Uh, not particularly happy with the idea of going down to Linithco because I think it's it's one of the few east-west routes that you can use through um, the city region and it's been a, well we're talking about South Bank here, it's been a subject for long, 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 long contention and I believe that the Linithco solution is a poor one. I believe there is engineering solutions for this. I believe there should be a separated facility down there. I understand that there's a better priority for for pedestrians. I can think of a few situations I've had over the last twenty years down there. One involving, you know, a ped just walking straight out, not looking, probably would have hit another pedestrian. Invariably I slam the brakes on. I'm only doing about ten, fifteen maximum, and ending up with a very, very badly bruised palm, which is not one of life's um, enjoyable things. <laughs> but uh, it's just gonna make it, you know, gonna make it more erratic and it's gonna reduce pedestrian capacity in the area. And and the detours themselves. Riders, we we choose to take desire lines that sometimes are quicker, sometimes are not well, invariably to things that you wouldn't walk. And I, I just don't think this is a very good solution. Okay. If you want to do something about that, get on to the city of Melbourne and tell them. It's, uh, it's something that, uh, again, that uh, the commercial media has been drumming up for as long as I can remember about talking about South Bank and invariably forgetting that it is part of the capital city trail. After the break, I'm going to be uh, playing an interview that I recorded with Cormac from Extinction Rebellion, Morland, and an upcoming event uh, that involves cycling and uh, a whole bunch of other issues that we discussed. Red alert. Numbers are needed at the Japarang Heritage Protection
1: Embassy camps immediately sacred birthing trees on Japarang Country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The cops are coming with eviction orders very soon. The campaign to protect country is led by Japarang traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japarang country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty. Hi, so I'm Cormac and I'm a student activist. Uh, I, became with, I became involved with Extinction Rebellion about two weeks ago when I went to an introduction session and was thereafter asked to run the following induction session. So it was a very quick turnaround on that and I've been pretty much an activist for about five, six months now and it's now become full-time work for me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm here for on behalf of Extinction Rebellion Moorland, which just started up two weeks ago.
0: And I was noticing as you were saying about the activity, again I was just having a look at your Facebook site lots of people involved
1: Yeah, yeah, so essentially we had like uh, the first introduction session in Coburg had ar- around 50-60 people. The next one had 80. The following Brunswick introduction session had, uh, I think, 87 people, and we were able to pull in 30 for an organising meeting, which is, um, which is. Quite a, quite a hell of a lot. Uh, you know, I've been speaking to activists who've been involved for a long time and they've found that Extinction Rebellion has this massive pull that, you know, you've got lots of people taking ownership and coming in, getting involved in organising meetings, uh, who would usually only be getting involved, like, at the actions themselves.
0: Yes, and that's part for the course for a lot of activism where people come in for the actual event. Now, extinctionary Berlin, can you give us a little bit of background about yeah. how that started, or some of the um, other activities that's happened, yeah, you know, Australia and overseas.
1: Extinction Rebellion started as a group called Rising Up in spring 2016 in London and shortly thereafter it transitioned to an, into Extinction Rebellion and so essentially it's a movement focused on climate activism where heading towards extinction with the current uh, ecological climate crisis, and Extinction Rebellion intends to use, uh, uses methods of peaceful action, so non-violent direct action and civil disobedience to uh, pressure governments into take, governments and corporations into taking action. So uh, some of you may have heard about the actions uh, this year in London where Extinction Rebellion shut down uh, five major sites in London for over a week, Parliament Square, Marble Arch, Oxford Circus, Waterloo Bridge and Piccadilly Circus. And after this, uh, London and then the UK declared a climate emergency and went oh a Week Without Coal.
0: I think, you know, it may be an underlying cause why you're getting people coming to XR is a lot of longer-term activists have been involved with things for a very long time. I can remember going back to, you know, 40 years ago, people saying that we had a problem then. This is when I was yeah. know, like a little kid. And 40 years on, the ball's been dropped. We We have really quite reactionary governments who are failing to listen to, to listen to people about what they want.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think my first uh, knowledge of climate change I had when I was about 11 or 12 years old. I made a stop motion uh, Lego movie called uh, An Inconvenient Spoof uh, <laughs> using, using Star Wars Lego like Darth, uh, Darth Sidious as George Bush and Darth Vader as, uh, as John Howard. And nothing's happened since then. Mm. at all. And it's just grown increasingly terrifying. And I think I went for about, you know, for the next 11 years of my life or so with uh, this sense of of political urgency over climate change, but a sense that I couldn't do anything about it, a complete sense of disillusionment. And so it's only over the last few months that I have developed a sense that I can do something about it. And I think this is most of the problem that It's not climate deniers. You know, we see that, like, the evidence is there that the majority of Australians believe that climate change is something that we need radical action on, uh, even if it's going to come at an economic cost. 70% of Australians uh, oppose the Adani mine, 60% in in Queensland. Uh, It's not climate deniers that's the problem. It's the way it's reported. And I know a lot of journalists who have been told to remove, like, climate who have written climate crisis, climate catastrophe, climate emergency, and been told to remove that, um, you know, to uh, dull it down to climate change, which is, you know, a neutral language that governments use and that corporations use to essentially give us a sense that there is no urgency. And that complements the narratives that are put out that reduce our sense of collectivism, that tell us that it's individual actions that will make the difference. Broadband Return, playing the Tote Band Room, Sunday, September 1st. Having completed an 11-city Japanese tour, they now launch their Japanese-released album along with U.S. Split Final. Very special guests are Japanese label mates, Twenty Guilders, featuring Mitsuru Tabata of Acid Mother's Temple, Light Magnetic, the new band with members from The Scientists and Paradise Motel, plus competition team. Broadband. The Tote. Sunday, September 1st. Tickets, $10 presale from the Tote Hotel.ostix.com.au Casu Records is a 3CR supporter.
0: And you're listening to Bosco Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And it's going to go into the second part of the interview I did with Cormac from Extinction Rebellion Moreland. This is a show about cycling and related transport issues. Something yeah. we see in, in this space is cycling is part of a multi-mode transport solution to fossil fuels, and it's not it's not an incredibly hard solution. But governments, be it state, federal, whatever, will mm. have this increasing or not increasing, but it's just like this ignorance towards a particularly good solution or part of you know a great you know, bigger picture and this kind of leads into your event which will be a ride down city road
1: yeah so it follows on from the history of the critical mass bike rides which began your know, social back bike rides which began here in Melbourne you know and so it's like it's taken off and it's become there have been a number of activists other activist events uh, using cycling to slow down transport so it's It's essentially it's a non-arrestable offence. You're allowing, you are slowing down transport, um, drawing attention to your issue and essentially disrupting business as usual, which is what the whole civil disobedience and direct action approach is about. It's not that we're targeting drivers or commuters. It's that the um, most effective means we have of disrupting the forces of the economy and the government are to disrupt Uh, the lives of workers, you know, who also are the people obviously being affected by climate change and who have a stake in it. But yeah, so essentially we are commencing a ride down Sydney Road. So we have a bunch of cyclists who will be leading the group and we'll have leafletters going down either side of the road and we will be heading down from Moorland Road to the intersection of Glen Lyon dawson and sydney road uh and then out the front of brunswick town hall we will be doing a demonstration with what extinction rebellion calls a die-in which is essentially where you have a group of people lie on the ground to represent um well the death that has already been caused by environmental destruction and that will continue to be so we're asking for cyclists and walkers and anyone who you know even if um even if you're not so mobile, to come and be a part of the demonstration.
0: Okay, so what would be the dates and times for this?
1: So it's on the 17th of August and it's starting at 10 a.m. at Moreland Station. And then if you're not able to make that, we will be progressing down Sydney Road uh, after a short rally and demonstration to uh, Brunswick Town Hall where we will be rendezvousing at 11.30 a.m. So that's 17th of August on a Saturday, about two weeks from now.
0: Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's good to hear that uh, Critical Mass... Uh Legacy is still alive and well. I was involved with that for a very long time. But, yeah. yeah, you're just riding just riding around together. You are traffic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like two weeks ago, Extinction Rebellion in London did another similar mass ride out to demand climate action. Uh, and there were hundreds of cyclists present
0: at that. It's great because cause the old critical mass rides, you know, they kind of caved off over a decade ago. And a lot of it, I believe, had a lot to do with the overwhelming conservative feeling at the time of don't do this, don't do that. We have an increasingly, you know, surveillance state and a lot of social pressure not to stick your head up. And I think with things like XR, people are losing that fear and the the activism is uh, returning in a bleak, different forms and very powerful forms.
1: Yeah, Absolutely
0: well we have to is <laughs> the yeah. simple simple underlying yeah gym. yeah I mean, and you
1: you yeah. were talk sorry you were talking before as well about like transport which i think is a really critical issue as well because you know and i think it's important to understand that it's not the actions of individual cyclists it's not you know it's not people riding to work that's going to save the world you know 70% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions can be traced back to 100 companies but you know you're right it's about it's about creating a public public transport and sustainable transport solution you know i think it's important to recognize that most people don't have bike paths between their houses and work and that's something that our government should be putting funding into we should be putting funding into public transport and safety for cyclists
0: and, as we know, in the inner suburbs, we're quite the outer suburb yeah, and this is this is not right um it's still quite antagonistic to ride, and this is something like we've been doing this show for a, a decade. I've been involved within this space for probably two decades, and it's just it's just incredibly frustrating when you see solutions, but uh our governments and the like are not you know leading, so it's up to Movements such as the one you're involved with to start leading this again because it you know mm. it's become an incredibly corporatized space,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think that so, the three Ex, extinction rebellion has three demands, and the first is that the government and media and corporations tell the truth. Um, so you were talking about something... You were talking essentially about like 40 years ago we had this evidence. and yes. Obviously, uh, evidence has come out of companies like ExxonMobil, who essentially funded uh, counter-science to disprove all of the... all of what, what ended up becoming consensus between climate scientists and essentially to muddy the water. And so we demand that governments tell, uh, tell the truth And our second demand is that governments act on it. And so, yeah, creating sustainable uh, transport systems and public transport systems that are better for people's health, that are more accessible to people with disabilities and that are more widespread for people who are living in outer suburbs is is critical.
0: Because, again, you know, like uh, the inner suburbs fought back against East West Link, but the same government that promised not to build it is now doing Westgate Tunnel and North East Link. So this is, again, where people's actions have uh, got to remind that the governments work for us and not for corporations.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Power to the people. Yeah, exactly. So how can people find out, if they're online, find out a bit more information about XR?
1: Have a look at, uh, if you're on Facebook, you can find XR at facebook.com slash XR slash. You can also, if you want to find out there are events, uh, Extinction Rebellion is spreading all across Victoria. And if you uh, head on to uh, facebook.com slash XR Victoria, uh, you can also find out about upcoming events. Extinction Rebellion is pretty much weekly around Victoria holding talks uh, called Heading to Extinction and what to do about it, and induction sessions. Um, we're spreading gradually out into rural Victoria as well. So there are lots of ways you can get involved. And as I said, XR Morland has existed for all of two weeks. We have over 100 sort of active members. And the whole principle of our rebellion is to be owned by the people, is for all of us to be able to get involved and take ownership over this, you know, which, of course, is something that none of us have. in our Most of us don't have in our daily lives. We don't have control over the output of our work. We don't have control over what our workplaces produce or how it's produced. So it's actually incredibly uh, invigorating to be able to be involved in something where you can make choices and hopefully work on a better world. The Australian Plants Expo is a huge native plant fair with displays, books, garden pots, giftware and activities for children along with talks, demonstrations, workshops, refreshments and door prizes. The Australian Plants Expo Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of September 10am to 4pm at the Eltham Community and Reception Centre 801 Main Road, Eltham Adults $5, concessions $4 and children free Contact Australian Plant Society Yarra Yarra via email on apsyarrayara at gmail.com or call 0430 513 433 for more information. The Australian Plant Society Yarra Yarra is a 3CR supporter.
0: listening to Yarrabosca Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. You're just listening to an interview I did with Cormac from Extinction Rebellion Moreland. Take out from that act as if our house is on fire because it is and that's from Greta Thunberg who incidentally if you have been hiding under a rock or have been anywhere near the media has been pretty viciously attacked by let's say commercial media interests in Australia there's a whole Bunch of things that were things that she's been attacked on, including her youth uh, and things. I really don't want to talk about on here. I just, I, I'm just one of those things I find utterly, utterly repulsive. Oh. But we've got to take these messages and push through that. Now, coming up this Friday, there's the Victorian University Climate Walkout, and that's uh, organised or hosted by the National Union of Students and University Students for Climate Change. And that's going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. at State Library this Friday, the 9th. The multiple impacts of climate change heating are planned to see and will worsen as the planet continues to heat runaway. Climate change is guaranteed under a business-as-usual scenario. That's the thing that absolutely kills me, is like, oh, you'll be able to get up in the morning and you know just go on with your daily activity with minimal inter- interruption. Well, in a developed country like us, yes, we probably could do without a few bits and pieces, an extra 50 cents to a dollar on your coffee. Elsewhere, they do not have the same redundancies that we have, or inbuilt things that will protect you from when things go wrong with your climate. It's not something you can pour money into, or you can sandbag, or you can uh, do a business case to uh, provide a solution. We're talking things that take decades, hundreds of years, very long time spans and people are realising what is in order, what's in store for us. If we don't get things, well, as I said during the interview, I knew of things when I was a little kid 40 years ago that were facing an ecological uh, problem. Okay, back then it was baby harp seals and the like. There was also... You know, we're going off cycling here a bit here, but one of the first kind of grown-up books I got given was Life on Earth by David Attenborough. And as a little kid, that really, really pushed it home to me of we were living in debt, even though that wasn't a book that was, you know, uh, pushing that ecological angle. It gave, gave me a bigger, broader outlook on what uh, the, the only earth that we have. And getting back to Extinction Rebellion, I believe there's another event... Yes, there is. This Saturday at Preston Market, there's a die-in this August the 10th, and that's at Saturday from 10:30 to 11:30, and that's at Preston Market, 30 the Centre Way, Preston, and come to the Preston Reservoir. Reservoir, Reservoir, Affinity of Extinction Rebellion for our first action. So we'll be staging our first demonstration at the Preston Market. Now we'll assemble in the car park next uh, Preston Station before proceeding to the market to carry out the action. And the action will involve people symbolically dying in the market. And, and uh, I'll put the additional information up about that. Now next Tuesday, as I've mentioned on the show a couple of times, and I also had Brent Cotter on the show just recently, The Big Bike Film Night for Melbourne, and that's going to happen on Tuesday the 13th, and that's down at Village Cinemas Crown at uh, Whiteman Street in Southbank, and uh, you can go to trybooking.com to make a booking for that if you wish to go along. And the book, uh, the tickets range from twelve dollars fifty to twenty six dollars. So this, just reading a bit of the spiel here, a treasure chest of stories include a spectacle of winter innovation, including uh, with an icy playground providing a visual. Journey as never seen before by bike. Five friends with disabilities attempt uh, for a world-first human-powered ride from Lake Eyre to Mount Kosciuszko. What could go wrong? A New Zealander who has a two-wheeled love story to share. A heartwarming documentary about a community mother who runs a bicycle training program for migrant and refugee children in Amsterdam. A fixie rider who commits. A Crime of Passion and Two Pioneering Mountain Bikers Undertaking Adventure in a Wild Unknown Landscapes Riding Horse Trails in Heartland, Africa and all the mix So yeah, that's coming up Now you might remember going back not that long ago Uh, Faith and Val had Dan uh, Bodewell on the show Um, He is from uh, Penny Farthing Dan Now he's got a ride coming up next week as well. He's going to Beach Road with Penny Farthings. Now, this is going to really blow the uh, yeah, the roadies. will be aghast, but good on him for doing it. And this is going to be 9 a.m. departure on Sunday, the 18th of August. Meet in the car park beside the Palace Theatre in St Kilda, ready to go. And this will be a fast ride from St Kilda along Long Beach Road to Frankston. We'll regroup at a few points depending upon how we are tracking, so don't really have to be a speed demon to t- uh, keep up. So, yeah, that's approximately 80 kilometres distance all up. Uh, they'll be stopping halfway down at Tour de Café in Mordialic and then the pier at Frankston and then move on to a café for morning lunch and then head back down to another halfway stop at Tour de Café and, you know, basically looping back. So I'll put all the um, details up for that. And what else have I got? News and events. Okay, don't think that everything we do here just pertains to Melbourne. Rapalese cycling event. Now, this is coming up on Saturday, October the 5th, and it's a 20 kilometre, 50 kilometre and 100... A kilometre circuits based in Nattamuck and uh, the Rapalese cycling event is a community bike ride encouraging people to get out and, and, uh, and enjoy our local scenery. This year's Ace Ride is based in Nattamuck with three routes starting and finishing in this small country town west of Horsham. The premier event is a hundred kilometre circuit and that goes around uh, Mount Rapalese, Grass Flat and Nattamuck Lake. The 50 kilometre circuit uh, you know, these are all variations thereof, and uh, the 20-kilometre route follows the Big Sky bike trail at, to and from Mount Arapiles. The route is signposted with rest stops along the way. The ACE Ride supports the work of the Wimmera Drug Action Task Force in our community. For more information, go to ACE Ride, that's A-C-E, ACE Ride, all one word, .com.au, or give them a call on 0427 8402 Three, two, four. Ooh, I've run out of time. How amazing. It was a very short show, really. You sit in here and you go, oh, I'm going to have all this time in the world to sit here and talk about all this stuff and go, no, you haven't. So thank you to Cormac from Extinction Rebellion, Moreland, for uh, making time for the interview. A podcast should be up to later today at 3cr.org. Forward slash Yarrabug, and you can show your support by subscribing to 3CR. You know, it's like 35 unwaged, concessions, 75 waged and $150 for solidarity or band organisation. And go to 3CR.org.au forward slash subscribe. So thank you for listening in today. I'll be back in Fortnite. Up next is Doing Time followed by Black Block.